Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast today. So Aurora and I are here. We're going to be uh, talking to you guys on this uh, great Friday that we have today. It's a little rainy weather outside here in uh, Pennsylvania, but uh, you know we'll go ahead and, and try and shed some light on the day uh, and talk about some things going on in the NFL. We'll talk about daily uh, fantasy updates, uh, kind of who we would take for this upcoming uh, Sunday slate of games, uh, and then we will recap Thursday night football as well. So Thursday night football, we'll go ahead and jump into it right here. Guys, this, this game with the Ravens and the Miami Dolphins, if you're a Ravens fan, I don't know why you'd be surprised. I, I don't. I don't know why you'd be surprised. Um, this is a team that, if there's any team in the league that plays to the level of their opponent, this is it. They 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 have been doing this all season long to their fans. They have been consistently playing to the level of their opponent um, over and over, and it gets them in trouble. They've been down in the fourth quarter way too many times. Uh, they've they've come back late in games, had to go into overtime, that type of thing, up against teams that they shouldn't have had to, in games they shouldn't have had to. Um, so this is something that, to me, if you're a Ravens fan, okay, and I, and I know Ravens fans are not going to be happy with this, but realistically, guys, this is what you're in for. This is what you're in for. This is this team. This is how they're built, and you need to be prepared. Uh, you know, like I want to go back to the Lion King, like the song from Scarlet. Be prepared. Like this is that's what the season is for the Baltimore Ravens. You've got to be prepared for what is <laughs> what is going to be a season of great ups and great downs. Um, if there's ever a season where a kicker could possibly be in the running for an MVP, this is it. That's a highlight for you. Uh, if, if there's a season that you want drama and dramatic finishes and close games and, and, and games that, you know, oh my gosh, you never know what's going to happen until the fourth quarter. Like, you're always going to be in it. That's this season. Like, but here's the thing. And, and people make this argument all the time. Would you rather have a team that, you know, dominates every game, wins every game, um, you know, consistently has a you know, two loss record at the end of the season every year. You're kind of like what the Patriots did, their regime with Tom Brady. Would you rather have something like that and not win titles, okay? Or would you rather have a team that, you know, is back and forth, up and down, you know, gutting it out, and, you know, they they maybe win one here and there. Um, and, and that's what this Ravens team is. They could possibly do that, but the problem is, guys, again, they play to the level of their opponent. And when they play someone who's not that good, like the Miami Dolphins, what did they do? They came out and they laid an egg. Okay, now Miami did what they needed to do. In in all respects, there Miami did everything they needed to do. They played the game uh, from a very consistent standpoint. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett got hurt in this game. Tua Tagovailoa came in, um, and realistically, when Tua came in, they basically said, "All right, we're not passing the ball anymore." We're not. We're not going to do that. We're going to run it. We're gonna. We're gonna. You know, do some things with screen passes and things like that, and get guys involved that way. And they had a lot of short game. They had a lot of game where they relied on their blocking scheme, and that's what ended up beating the the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of teams end up trying to beat the Ravens 
from a passing attack standpoint. And and you're not going to do that, but you can run the ball effectively on this team. And when I mean run the ball, I don't mean it's just running it up the gut. You can do some screen plays. You can do some things out wide with your wide receivers and stuff out the bat or your running backs out the backfield and and make some things happen up against this team. And that's what happened in the second quarter. You know, Miles Gaskin was starting to gash them um, on some of these screen plays and stuff. And that that really really made a difference here. Well, not Miles Gaskin, but you know, I mean, any anyone out the backfield. I mean, you look at a lot of these guys and look at a lot of their stats and their plays. I mean, they they made a lot of good plays that were short throws, very short throws that ended up going for you know long plays in the in the you know overall scheme of it. You know, Albert Wilson had four catches for eighty seven yards. Uh, Isaiah Ford had four catches for 84 yards. Jalen Waddle had four catches for 61 yards. I mean, these guys all had four catches. Like the you'd like you think like oh the ball spread around evenly. Yeah, it was, but a lot of this stuff was dink and dunk. You know, short passes. Um, that there were some great blocking schemes with their guys in front of them, and that's what can happen with this Baltimore Ravens again. You know, the other thing is Miami Dolphins ended up getting that turnover and they scored a touchdown on it. And what happens for Lamar Jackson? Like, what is always going to happen? Like, consistently this year, what has he done? Thrown interceptions, okay? Like, I know everybody says, oh, my gosh, he's improved as a passer. He's improved as a passer. Yeah, he's improved as a passer as far as, like, how much he throws the ball. But he hasn't improved from a standpoint of efficiency. He was 26 for 43. He threw a touchdown, but he threw an interception. He's thrown multiple interceptions in multiple games this season, it's it's pretty consistent. You can probably put some money down on on Lamar Jackson throwing picks. That's just how it goes. And if you're doing that and you don't have an established run game, you can't win. Okay, you can't win consistently. Yeah, you might be able to make hero plays because you have an MVP type player like Lamar Jackson on your team late in the game. But if he has to throw the ball and doesn't do it with his legs, he's prone to making mistakes. And he did in this game. It bit him in the butt. And that's just how it's going to go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Ravens are a bad team. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson is not like the best quarterback option for your team. Absolutely, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is understand your expectations here and know that this is a team that there is a formula to beat them. There is a recipe to beat them. And that is play solid defense, hold their run game down, make Lamar Jackson beat you in the air, and he will throw a pick. He will throw a pick here and there. And if he does, you capitalize on it and score. Um, and for your team, all you got to do is be able to try and run that ball, be able to try and, you know, get some screen plays out there, you know, things that mess with their linebacking core. You know, they're they're great when they get to drop back and, and defend against the deep passes. I mean, that's why, you know, they, they beat the Chiefs when the Chiefs were playing good earlier this year. You know, they, they can do that. But – if you're going to play this intermediate game with them and do some of these dink and dunks, do some of these uh, you know, screen plays out the back, like that that works. That works against this team, and people are figuring that out. So um, anyway, Miami Dolphins get the win, 22-10. to 10. Uh, I, I still think jury's out to a tongue of Iowa. Again, like I said, they kept him from messing up. That That's really what they did. Uh, there was no thrown touchdowns in this game. Um, Tua ran in for a touchdown, a quarterback sneak, which, I mean, that doesn't really count as him rushing in a, a touchdown. I mean, any any quarterback can do a quarterback sneak nowadays. I mean, except for maybe Ben Rosberger, who, you know, can't move um, at all. But, you know, that that's the thing. You got to look at that. Um, you got guys who fumbled the ball. They had a couple fumbles, but Miami had a couple fumbles as well. So, 
you know, it, it's it's something that Ravens fans have to come to expect. You're going to have an exciting, thrilling season, but you will have some losses against teams you're not supposed to lose to. Just like you're going to have some win against teams that people are like, oh my gosh, how'd they win that game? Uh, it's just how it goes. So that was our, um, you know, kind of our look, our take on this game, and it's just, just how it's been for the Ravens. So we'll see what happens uh, next week moving forward for them. I mean, they are six and three, so they're doing really, really well. They got a great team out there. Miami improved to three and seven. Um, in a win, I don't think they deserve to get. I don't think they're a better team than the Ravens by any means, but uh, they they definitely had a better coaching scheme going into this game because um, Lamar Jackson just didn't. He wasn't able to do what he needed to do. Um, you now he only he only led the team in rushing by four yards, and they only ran a total of ninety four. That's just not. That's not enough. They got to get over 100 yards uh, to be effective, and um, Lamar Jackson has to be able to lead that way in rushing by a ton uh, for them to be effective. Because that's just how it goes. These teams know they have to pass the ball. They know they can't run it. They know that the Ravens can't run the ball effectively with their running backs right now, and that's really hurting uh, the team. So, anyway, we'll move on to um, daily fantasy. So, guys, uh, first up, talk about Atlanta and Dallas. Guys, this is a game that I really think people should be looking at. Um, Atlanta has been playing really well offensively, and Dallas has had some letdowns. They had some letdowns last week up against Denver. So for Atlanta and Dallas, this is a game that I think you can really take advantage of. If you want to do a double stack, if you want to do some stacking with this game, I 100% get it. Um, you know, Matt Ryan can go out there and do some great things, passing the ball still. Um, so, I mean, if you wanted to do a stack with Matt Ryan, Russell Gage, Cordero Patterson, go for it. I'm all for it. I don't like Pitts in this matchup. Um, I just don't. I, I think uh, he's going to have some bad matchups there up against that defense um, just with the position that he plays. But I do think the other guys like Russell Gage, Cordero Patterson, will be able to get going. So I, I like this game, again, just offensively in general. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do stacks on the Dallas side of things just because I think it's too risky to know where the ball's going to go. Michael Gallup's coming back. You never know how it's going to change the chemistry. Um, I would look for Lamb to still get a lot of touches. I look for Cooper to maybe drop. So I think my safe bet would be go with Lamb because he's cheap. Go with, um, not Lamb, um, go with Gallup because he's cheap, then Lamb, and then uh, Prescott if you're going to do a stack. But I'd rather go on the other side of things with Atlanta because they're probably going to be playing more catch-up than what Dallas would be. I think Dallas will come out blazing a little bit after the loss last week they experienced. So next, Tampa Bay up against Washington, uh, the football team that's there. And, guys, I don't know if this team understands they're playing football or soccer. I don't know what type of football team they, they are saying they have there. Um, but whatever, you know, who, who knows? I mean, maybe they come out there and play well. This is a team that has the makeup to play well. They really do. And last year they matched up really well up against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. They played them very hard. I think it could be a closer game than what people expect, but Tampa's going to win this game. Washington just doesn't have it. And, you know, Washington might be getting their tight end back, Logan Thomas, for this game, but I don't think that's going to be enough of a difference maker to help them beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are just playing really good football. Uh, still throughout this season. And honestly, in this game, I'd look for Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette's going to have a really good rushing game uh, in this one. He's a guy I would definitely be looking at um, if I'm you at home. 
he's a guy I'm going to watch, and I think he would be a good candidate to get a lot of runs in this game, uh, a lot of rushing yards, maybe even some passing work. But, yeah, that, that's that's really it. I wouldn't go with anyone else. Uh, I think the ball is going to be kind of spread out and stuff for this team moving forward uh, in this game, uh, especially with Godwin uh, out, potentially out, whatever his status is. Um, so, yeah, Tampa Bay gets that win. And on the Washington side of things, I don't want anybody. I don't want to touch anyone on the Washington side of the ball um, when it comes to this game. Next, uh, New York Jets up against the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, man, Buffalo – they're probably going to be pissed okay, from losing games like they have, for playing the way they have a little bit lately. Uh, I think this is the perfect time for them to come out and knock somebody in the face, and I think they're going to do so up against the Jets. I think the Bills will win fairly handedly in this one. Um, and for daily fantasy picks, man, I'm going Michael Carter. Mike White's going to be the starter. Um, when he is a starter, there's a lot of passing work that goes to Michael Carter. Uh, he's very good at checkdowns, very good at getting that ball down. Mike White understands how to play the game of football. You know he, he doesn't play hero ball. He doesn't care about making flashy plays. He doesn't he doesn't go to um, you know 50-50 balls. No, he's going to what's open. He goes to what works. He plays consistent. He doesn't throw picks. That's what he's there to do. And I think he will do well at that. I do think he will end up throwing a pick in this game uh, just because Buffalo's got a great defense. But um, look for Michael Carter on the New York Jets side of things. On the Buffalo side of things, man, you know, you can go with Josh Allen in this one. I think it's fine. I think they'll get up enough at some point where they're not going to have to run, they're not going to have to pass the ball anymore. Um, so that could hurt. But um, yeah, I would go with Josh Allen. I wouldn't really touch anybody else in this game. I think he's going to be spreading that ball around quite a bit to people. Um, equal share of targets and stuff for people out there. So, yeah, Buffalo gets that win. And then next up, New Orleans up against Tennessee. Um, man, guys, this one this one's kind of difficult because, you know, Tennessee came out, played really well up against the Rams last week without Derrick Henry. Um, who knows what they're going to be able to do this week. Adrian Peterson's going to be a little more acclimated to the offense, so who knows if he gets more run in this one. Um, but I do think Tennessee wins this game. Um, I, I think they will end up pulling it out, but I do think it'll be fairly close. Uh, Trevor Simeon is, has not played poorly. Um, he didn't play poorly last week. Uh, I think he's going to be fine, and they will do well in this game. I mean, you can go with Alvin Kamara if you want on the New Orleans side of things. I, I would stay away from anyone on the Saints. Uh, for Tennessee, you know, you could do A.J. Brown if you want. Uh, if you want, if you have the money to spend up for a, a high-target guy, go A.J. Brown. But other than that, I, I kind of want to stay away from this game. This could end up becoming a defensive matchup. It could end up becoming that way. Um, so, yeah. Next, Cleveland up against uh, New England. And this is a game where Cleveland looked like they got right last week. We'll see how right they are. Um, this is the game to finally, you know, figure it out. Hey, are we going to... We're going to have a winning season. We're going to have a losing season. I think this will determine it. I really do because the New England Patriots is a team that you have to be – you have to outplay them. You have to. You're not You're not going to go in there and get a lucky win. You're not going to go out there and get a fluke win. Bill Belichick has his guys do their thing the way they need to every single week. Um, and in this game, you know, I, I think Jacoby Myers is a guy that I would look at on the New England side of things. I think he's a guy they still want to get a touchdown for. Um, he's a guy I would look at. I would I do not like the running game up against this Cleveland defense. So Harris, this is a game I kind of fade away from him. I know he's been really good as of late, but I would kind of fade him in this game. Uh, Cleveland on that side of things, man, if Nick Chubb's playing, which he has a really good chance to play, um, 
you know, he's out like COVID stuff, but he has a he has a chance to play. If he does, I'd go with Nick Chubb. If not, um, man, it's tough. I, I don't really know if there's anyone I really like in it. Uh, I think you could look at Jarvis Landry, but I I just they're they're too spreading out of the offense and stuff right now. I'd I'd rather you know punt on this game as well. But I think ultimately that the Browns will get this win. I think they play much better with Odell Beckham Jr. off the field. So I'm excited for that. Excited to see the Browns continue to play well because that's what happens when Odell is off the field. Uh, the Browns play well without Odell. Um, so, yeah, there's that little rhyme for you guys. So next is Jacksonville up against Indianapolis. Man, this is a game that I would be super excited for for everybody out there um, when it comes with fantasy purposes. Uh, for the Jacksonville side of things, I mean, yeah, you can look at some various players. There's some guys that are that are cheap out there. The one I'm looking at mostly is uh, Dan Arnold at tight end. He gets a lot of targets in this offense. Uh, he's been getting a ton of targets in this offense as of late especially. And so this is a guy I would definitely look at, and he's going to be a – premium candidate uh, to be like one of the top tight ends this upcoming week. The Colts do allow a pretty good amount of uh, usage to tight ends. So th- that's a guy I would look at on Jacksonville side of things. James Robinson, I don't know what's going to be happening with him. I don't know with his health status what's going to happen there. But he's a guy, if he's healthy, you can always look at playing him. But I would err on the side of caution with that. Um, just never know, and especially because you know Urban Meyer, the way he used J- Carlos Hyde earlier in the year, you know, maybe if he's a bit banged up, he goes back to that and it hurts his usage. So I, I wouldn't go with much on the Jacksonville side of things except for Dan Arnold. Indianapolis side of things, that's where you got some options. Honestly, I would do a double stack on this one. I think it's going to be your best option for most of the games. I would go Carson Wentz. He's been steady consistently from a fantasy standpoint. He's been putting up 20-plus numbers um, throughout the weeks. I would go with Jonathan Taylor, who's been dynamite. And uh, this is a Jacksonville team that does give up some good amount of rushing yards. And then I would go with Michael Pittman, who's been getting a ton, a ton of targets from uh, Carson Wentz. And I think uh, Indianapolis gets the win, gets them back to five and five. Really good for them. Um, yeah, I, I think I think they get the win, and that's what I would do from a DFS standpoint. Is those players I mentioned. Next up is uh, Detroit versus Pittsburgh. This is a game I think Detroit has a chance to come out and get the win, uh, get their win for the season. Um, just because Detroit can put up points, they can put points on the board. And any team that can put points on the board can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, if you come out flat and you don't play good offensively, yes, they'll beat you. But they cannot beat you by putting up more points than you. That That is not what this Steelers team can do. They're not able to do that. Ben Rossberger, I mean, he's even questionable because he's dealing with a shoulder thing. Like, he's been dealing with a shoulder thing, and it looks like it. Like, a guy can't. He's throwing everything into it and still can't get the ball down the field. So um, this is a game I really look for Detroit to maybe get the ball down the field, get some points out there. DeAndre Swift's always an option. Um, you can look at uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. That's the guy that I would look at in this game. I really think he's going to shine um, in this one on the Pittsburgh side of things. Yeah, you can go with Najee Harris. Yeah, They'll be able to run that ball pretty effectively. So you can go with Najee Harris. He's pretty good price point though so that's a lot of your budget um you could look at uh johnson because he gets a ton of targets but you know again the price points i don't think it makes sense if anybody i'm going to go with amon ross st brown in this game i think he's going to have a really good matchup up against that defense the way it should line out so anyway yeah i think detroit gets this win i think that's a that's an upset alert for you guys back at home i think um you know detroit could get this win and upset the steelers in this one 
just because that's the makeup of the Steelers team. Uh, they just they just can't put points on the board, and if you can put points on the board against them, you have a chance to beat them any given week. Next up, Carolina up against Arizona. Okay, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. We don't know what's going to happen, but Colt McCoy came out last week and played phenomenal football. Played amazing last week um, in his start. And do we think that's going to continue? Um, probably not to the level that it was. Kyler Murray may come back and play in this game. He's a guy that I think will tough it out and probably will play. Um, regardless of whether he plays or not, I think they get the win. The Panthers are not playing well. They're going backwards. Um, you know, they signed Cam Newton. And, and, guys, I don't know why people would think Cam Newton could just change everything. I don't know why they could think, oh, he'll come back and we'll we'll have a chance to go to the playoffs. We'll be a great team again. No. Look, Cam Newton can't fix your offensive line. Sam Darnold was getting whacked every week. Every week, Sam Darnold was getting thumped. Okay, he was getting beat and banged every single week. Now, yeah, some of that is on him, but at the same time, I think they're bringing in Cam Newton because he's more durable, not because he's a better quarterback. Because he's going to take some hits because this line is not good. Now, whether it's Cam Newton, whether it's PJ Walker, whoever, it's probably going to be Walker this week. Cam Newton's not going to get acclimated in time. Deacon Dunks to Christian McCaffrey is totally in the game plan. They need to be using him a lot more. He didn't play enough snaps last week to beat them effective offensively. Now, they can play a lot better offensively than they have been doing if they go through Christian McCaffrey, okay? And I think they will. I think they'll start to understand, oh, my gosh, we need to use this guy more to have a chance to get some wins. I mean, this is the time now to get a win. If you need to get one, this is the time to start trying to get wins. So use Christian McCaffrey. Otherwise, you're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So let's get going, right? Um... Now, I think if I was them, I would use Christian McCaffrey um, more. I would go with him. I think he's going to be a good fantasy pick, but he is a fairly high price point. Um, so I would be ha- cautious of that. Receiving-wise, I wouldn't go with anyone in Carolina. I wouldn't take P.J. Walker, even though he's at a really low price point. This is a great Arizona defense, and they'll probably get some picks. They'll probably keep this team from, from getting a lot of yardage out there in general. Even Christian McCaffrey is risky. Now, Arizona, I can't take any wide receiver uh, like you just can't because you never know who's going to be dialed in, who the quarterback's going to look at and go to on any given week. But for Arizona, I would look at James Conner. He's a guy that is going to get the bulk of the carries this week, and he played amazing last week. So that's a guy definitely to look at. Um, but I do think Arizona gets this win. I still think Carolina has what it takes right now to get a win against a quality team like Arizona Cardinals, even if they have the backup quarterback in because Carolina's going to have backup quarterback in as well. Minnesota up against the Chargers, and in this one, man, it's so heartbreaking for Minnesota. I mean, week after week after week, they're just losing tight, contested games. It's like, man, they deserve to win so many of those games. Yeah, well, both teams deserve to win when it goes to overtime. Typically, that's how it works, and uh, man, they've lost a lot of games in overtime, lost a lot of games in the final seconds. It's not been, not been good for them. The ball just hasn't went in their favor, and, and that is something that a lot of teams will say, but it's true for them. So honestly, I think they could have a chance to bounce back, play really well in this one. I just think the Chargers are too good. I think the Chargers are too good of a team at this point. Um, I think they will end up winning. I think it's in L.A. They're going to end up getting this win, I believe. Now, from a fantasy standpoint, Dalvin Cook will be able to gouge this Chargers offense. They give up some good rushing, 
Um, you know, they're 24th uh, in uh, giving up the the rushing points in fantasy on DFS in fan or in DraftKings. So I would go with uh, Dalvin Cook in this game. I wouldn't look at the wide receivers or anything like that. I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a monster day. On the Chargers side of thing, Mike Williams, Mike Williams is a good one. Uh, his price point has dropped, so that's a guy to maybe look at in this one. Uh, Justin Herbert could be slinging that ball out there, so that's one to look at as well. Maybe do a stack with them too. Um, maybe Donald Parham or Jared Cook at their price points, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's the options there. Next up is Seattle up against Green Bay, and Russell Wilson's probably going to be back playing this game, guys. He's a guy that if he can play, he will play. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if he's you know out there uh, missing you know three toes or whatever. He's going to be out there playing if he can. I think he's going to be out there in this one. Aaron Rodgers will probably be back as well for Green Bay, and while Seattle will probably put up a much better uh, attack than they have been, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Even with Russell Wilson back there, uh, they don't have their running game the way it was with Chris Carson uh, being out. I just don't know what they can produce offensively, um, even with Russell Wilson in the game. I'd probably lean toward Green Bay, but this is a game that Green Bay could end up giving up. This is one of those catch-up. These are one of those trap games, I think, that Green Bay could come out flat and get a loss. Ultimately, I'm going to go with Green Bay, but it could be a close one if Wilson comes back and looks like he's healthy again. Next up, Philadelphia and Denver. Um, man, Denver came out of the gate and played really well last week up against um, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They thumped the Cowboys. I mean, thumped them, okay, like big time. Now, Denver, in this game, I would... I would shy away from any of their receivers. The ball's getting spread around way too much. I don't think there's anyone that's going to be a lock-in fit. But Philadelphia will give up a good amount of running game. And what, from what I can tell from this offense, I think they're starting to lean more toward Javante Williams. He's a guy I would definitely look at. I would pay a lot of attention to Javante Williams moving forward. He is a guy that uh, could really be an impact in this game. And Philadelphia will give up some decent run offense. So, Look for Javante Williams in this game. That's a guy I would look at. Maybe Melvin Gordon, but I think Javante Williams gets the bulk of the carries. And for Philadelphia, I think they're going to lose this game, ultimately. Uh, I don't like what Jalen Hurts is bringing in this offense. Again, guys, if it's a tough game, you will not be able to get wins with him. He just can't. Huh. It, it, it's not that he's a bad quarterback, okay? It's just he's not the right quarterback for this team, I don't believe. And this team was not built to have a quarterback in this type of system. It's not built to be done like this. And that's that's the problem. I know they wanted to move on from Wentz and things like that. But when you move on and you're just trying to change your system overnight, it doesn't work well. And that's what's happening here. So there's a lot of other things that got to change. Um, from a running back standpoint, you never know who's going to get the carries in this one. Like I just don't like anyone on that Philadelphia offense. I just can't, can't feel good about taking anyone there. Um, Kansas City and uh, the Vegas Raiders. So Vegas came out, played really horrible uh, last week. And up against the Giants. They gave up a loss to the Giants, who's a, a pretty poor team at this point from the way their record is, the way they've played so far this season. Um, and, and it was sad. It was sad to see, you know, especially after everything that happened with Henry Ruggs. I think people were very sad, very upset, um, and it definitely, I think, negatively impacted them for that game. Uh, they just couldn't get it out of their head to move forward. Uh, this is a game where they could bounce back and play really well up against the Kansas City Chiefs team that is still struggling for sure. Um, even though they got that win up against Green Bay last week, they did not look good. They did not. Kansas City did not look good last week. Patrick Mahomes did not look good last week. They're struggling 
big time. And this is a team with the Vegas Raiders that can attack you. They can get offense going. They have Josh Jacobs, a great running back. He's a guy I would look at in this game. If you want to do a stack, this is a game to stack up against Kansas City. Kansas City gives up a lot of yardage. They give up they give up a lot everywhere on defense, okay? They're just gashed at on defense every single week. So honestly, like I would I would look at Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, maybe look at something like that. If you want to do another stack that's pretty like a little more expensive, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Derek Carr. Either of those stacks I think could work in this game up against Kansas City. Um, and for Kansas City, I don't like anyone. I really don't. I just it's too inconsistent. This team's too inconsistent for me to like uh, anyone in particular to go with. Uh, so yeah, that's it. I think that Vegas will get this win and improve to six and three. And Kansas City Chiefs will be at five and five. So anyway, uh, the Rams up against the 49ers. Man, the Rams bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. I hate this. I hate it so much. Guys, why do we have to do this? Ah, Monday Night Football. The Rams are bringing in a cancer to your locker room. This guy is, this guy impacted the Browns. I mean, look at it. When he's on the field, the Browns played horrible. As soon as he's off the field or leaves the team, they play good again. This Rams team does not need that. They don't need someone to come in and mess up their locker room. They've they've got a good team. And now they're bringing in this guy. I really don't like it. I really don't. I hate it, guys. I, I think it's really going to hurt them. It may not hurt them in this game because he's probably going to get limited snaps. He's got to get custom the offense, that type of thing. But I think that this is going to really hurt them in the long run. Um, I mean, obviously, it kills Robert Woods' value. Uh, you know, it could hurt uh, Cooper Cup's value. I think it hurts, to me, I think it hurts Matthew Stafford's value because, you know, he just messes up quarterbacks' heads. Odell Beckham just messes up quarterbacks. So I, I think they'd be fine in this game. Like I said, Odell Beckham's not going to have enough time to, like, ruin that locker room right away. So I think they get this win over San Francisco. In this game, I would look at Cooper Cup. Um, I would look at maybe Daryl Henderson. But on San Francisco side of things, you know, Mitchell's a guy that you could look at just because he gets a volume. Um, I would look at Ayuk in this game, honestly, because his price points dropped. And I look at George Kittle because he has an amazing game last week. So those are the guys I would look at there. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I'll tell you guys my lineup um, that I've got. I am going with the Arizona Cardinals, $3,700 right there. I like that defense up against Carolina. And I know I'm spending up on defense. I like to do that just because I hate getting gashed by a defense and having that lose me any chance of getting in the money. Um, $8,100 for Jonathan Taylor in my flex position. I love what he's going to do there at Jacksonville. Dan Arnold, $3,500 uh, punting there at tight end. I think he's going to get a lot of work, though, uh, so that's a good option. Amon Ross St. Brown, we talked about him, uh, $3,800 for Detroit. Uh, Michael Pittman, $6,300 for Indianapolis up against Jacksonville. That could be a shootout game. $5,000 of Atlanta for Russell Gage uh, up against Dallas. That could be a shootout. Javante Williams, $5,000 for Denver up against Philly. And Dalvin Cook for Minnesota, $8,000 against the Chargers. And Carson Wentz 
for $5,900 up against that Jacksonville defense. Uh, so we did the double stack with Indianapolis. That's what we're going with this week. So hope you guys had a good uh, time listening to the podcast. Hope any of this uh, news and these tips and pointers and, and things like that can help you guys in DFS this upcoming week. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And again, uh, we will mention that you know we are uh, officially a travel agency specializing in Disney, Universal, World Caribbean, Sandals Resorts, things like that. So Aurora is ready to book any trips you guys would like to reach out. Our email is below for the travel agency. Feel free to reach out to us and let us know what we can do uh, to help you guys with a magical vacation. Um, next, uh, also we'll mention, please subscribe to the podcast. Any bit of support to the podcast would be great. Um, you know, Aurora loves for people to be able to listen to her and her thoughts with the sports world. And let us know anything we can do to make things more entertaining for you guys as well here on the channel. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday next week.